This bonus podcast episode was recorded by students at St. Olaf College in the American Conversations Project course, led by professors Colin Wells and Eric Fuhr Slocum. Thank you to the students and professors for putting these podcasts together. Learn more about them and the project on our podcast homepage. Because of this law, because of Obamacare, another 20 million Americans now know the financial security of health insurance. On my first day, I'm going to ask Congress to immediately send me a bill to repeal and replace Obamacare. Healthcare is one of the most controversial topics in current American politics. The healthcare system has undergone a massive overhaul in the last 12 years, and proposed changes to the current system are proving a cornerstone to the major candidate and party platforms. Pundits argue back and forth on what's just, what's helping, what's not helping, but what does it all really mean? Welcome to Healthcare 101. My name is Faith, and along with my fellow college students, Ethan, Evan, and Helen, we're going to investigate the healthcare system from the ground up. Our goal is to provide you with a basic understanding of healthcare in the United States, its past, present, and what 2020 presidential candidates imagine it could look like in the future. Until the 19th century, healthcare in the United States was extremely unorganized and deregulated. Medical education was provided solely by for-profit institutions, who exerted hefty socioeconomic control on who was receiving care. In 1847, the American Medical Association formed and began lobbying for stricter state medical licensing protocols and standardized medical care across the country. By 1935, the Social Security Act had placed medical care under federal oversight, supplemented in 1965 by an amendment establishing Medicare and providing medical care for senior and disabled citizens. The final major change to the healthcare system prior to 2008 was an omnibus bill dedicating a portion of the federal budget to federal healthcare policy, research, and physician reimbursement. Today, our healthcare system is governed by what some consider the landmark achievement of President Barack Obama's administration, the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare for short. Obamacare made health insurance a requirement for every American citizen, instituted a series of standardized requirements for every insurance policy, and created a marketplace where people could select individualized policies based on specific needs. He also prevented companies from deferring patients with pre-existing conditions and provided small government subsidies to insurance companies to encourage them to broaden their coverage. President Donald Trump campaigned on the promise of removing Obamacare and replacing it with a privatized system grounded in consumer choice, Trumpcare, but failed to sway Congress and ultimately was unable to repeal Obamacare. Obamacare remains mostly intact today as the standard that governs federal health law. However, the individual mandate, that is, requiring every American to have health insurance, was repealed by a federal appeals court in December of 2019 and the Supreme Court is set to hear arguments on the overall constitutionality of the law in later 2020, something that makes Republican support of the bill an electability issue of particular concern in the upcoming election. One of the biggest problems with healthcare in the U.S. is the cost and complicated nature of health insurance, and this is no new phenomenon. According to Stephen P. Strickland's 1972 book, U.S. Healthcare, What's Wrong and What's Right, the public had complicated insurance and cost as the second most glaring issue in healthcare, while physicians even ranked it as the first. And on the topic of complicated nature of health insurance, I have personal experience of just how confusing and muddy it can be. 
So I play college baseball, and I suffered a knee injury last season. And after our initial care by my team trainer, I had a meeting with a team doctor who ordered x-rays and eventually an MRI. All these expenses were supposed to be covered by a secondary insurance from our school, which basically covered the cost that my primary insurance doesn't, doesn't pay for. And not once was I given a bill or even any information on the price for any of these procedures. Said I was basically told just not to worry about it. And fast forward a few months, and I'm just studying in my dorm room when I get a call from a debt collector warning me that I owed over $600 in medical bills. Now, keep in mind, I never even saw a bill or had any other way of knowing that I owed money. Due to me just thinking that the secondary insurance policy from the school would just cover it. So... I referred the debt collector back to the school's insurance provider, and then I didn't even think about it again until well over a year after the procedures took place, when I got another call from a different debt collector demanding a substantially higher sum of money. And I'm still tangling with my school, the insurance co companies, and the debt collector today. And my experience, I'm sure, is similar to many insured Americans. I had no idea what was going on. Everyone from the doctors to the claim agents were just vague and very unhelpful and to this day i still don't know what the original cost of these procedures were and how much of the cost i still owe if i owe anything or if the school paid for it or if my parents paid for it or if anything happened to it i still have no idea who owes what to who cost is one of the biggest questions about health care to get an expert's input, we asked St. Olaf's professor Ashley Hodgson, who specializes in healthcare and economics, some questions. So I'm just wondering if you can kind of talk about what you think is most complicated in our healthcare system. I mean, I think one of the problems is that the issues are framed not even at a 10,000 foot level, they're framed in these false dichotomies, public or private, get rid of Obamacare or preserve Obamacare. There's, it's framed in, in very high-level concepts that don't translate well on the ground. With this in mind, we wanted to talk about popular options for healthcare in America by providing an overview of Trump, Sanders, and Biden's healthcare platforms. Earlier in our podcast, Faith talked about President Trump's attempt to repeal Obamacare. Although he has been unsuccessful so far, his 2020 campaign still says they intend to do so. Trump supports a privatized healthcare option in which individual insurance companies run the market without federal interference or limitations. The Trump administration has stated that their goal is replacing Obamacare, which will in turn, quote, force insurance companies to compete for their customers with lower costs and higher quality service. If Trump ends up winning the election for a second term as president, we can expect to see a renewed push for a privatized health care market. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is leading the charge on a single-payer system where everyone in the country would have health care coverage provided by the government. One important distinction to make is the difference between single-payer and universal health care, which are often confused for one another. Well, so universal health care, I view that as a goal of a health care system, which is to get everybody insured. This is a goal that both Biden and Sanders want to achieve. However, they have different plans on how to get there. Bernie Sanders is single-payer um, in the classic definition where the government collects taxes, the government 
provides an insurance that's a right that everybody has. Until recently, Sanders was running as president in the upcoming election. His proposal, known as Medicare for All, would eliminate the need for private insurance and replace it with a single government agency that pays for all medical necessary services. Opponents of a single-payer plan are concerned about costs. They worry that taxes will increase in order to pay for a plan like this. Professor Hodgson made a good point in saying that healthcare costs will never go down, and instead we should look at how quickly and by how much costs will rise. Joe Biden was vice president when the Affordable Care Act was passed under the Obama administration. Biden hinges on the platform of expanding Obamacare without making the jump to single payer. I believe we have to protect and build on Obamacare. That's why I proposed adding a public option to Obamacare as the best way to lower cost and cover everyone. Joe Biden's plan would build on the Affordable Care Act, giving Americans more choice in picking insurance providers, reducing medical care costs, and making the health care system easier to navigate overall. Biden would offer people the choice to purchase a public health insurance option, much like Medicare currently does, but it would be available for all citizens, not just those over the age of 65. This would force private companies to keep prices down because individuals would be able to turn to the government to buy their plan, just as they would buy a health care plan from a private insurance company. One piece of support for Biden's plan is that private insurance is still popular. 25% of people on Medicare choose Medicare Advantage, which is basically they take the voucher of money that's owed to them as a Medicare recipient and purchasing private insurance that's designed for Medicare recipients. So 25% of those people are with private insurance companies through Medicare. That's been rising pretty rapidly over time. We also asked Professor Hodgson about the greatest strength of Biden's plan, and she had this to say. Um, I think it, the feasibility, just the fact that we know it's going to be hard to change the system all at once. It's like, it's this huge boat and we want to turn the boat to something more sustainable, more just. How do we turn that boat? Biden's plan integrates well with our current system, where a single payer may not be quite as simple to put directly into practice. In the long run, though, we will need some kind of system that can get everybody insured and avoid making people compare insurers. Ultimately, our healthcare system of the future may have many similarities to Bernie Sanders' vision. And finally, a very relevant healthcare complexity can be found in the industry's response to the coronavirus. As the pandemic spread across countries, testing kits dwindled while their prices skyrocketed. Companies clamped down on testing options and insurance raised co-pays and treatment prices. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, we asked Professor Hodgson about how countries' responses to the outbreak had to do with their type of healthcare system. Some people will argue that Germany did especially well handling the outbreak or Italy did especially poorly due to their healthcare system. But as it turns out, the system itself has very little to do with it. I think other countries are sort of seeing what hap what's happening in Italy and responding faster. And it's really how fast are you responding with these quarantining processes, not the healthcare system. Certainly, the recent world events have shown us that we have been undervaluing our healthcare in recent years. Healthcare remains one of the most complicated aspects of the current American political scene. The truth is, the issue of healthcare is not only complex, but is continually evolving. As we look towards the 2020 election, we encourage you all to keep researching your candidates, comparing their healthcare platforms, and investigating issues in our current healthcare system. Again, our thanks to Professor Ashley Hodson for speaking with us, and thanks to everyone else for taking the time to listen.
Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Find more bonus episodes on the same page. There are several for different issues of this election cycle from St. Olaf College students in the American Conversations Project. As always, let us know what you think at podcast at compact.org or hashtag compactnationpod and learn more about our show at compact.org slash podcast. And of course, rate us and review us anywhere you can.